chapter nine of from slave cabin to pulpit by peter randolph this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter nine a distinction i am always glad and ready to make the distinction that all white people are not alike a distinction that many white people are unwilling to make relative to colored people i do not say or believe that because one white man robs a bank and runs away with the people's money that all white men are thieves and robbers but the general verdict among white people seems to be that if one colored man steals all will steal there are some white people in the south whom i consider to be very good people though they were slave owners many of them had feelings against slavery and rejoiced that it was abolished the opinion of ex-governor henry a wise who hung john brown will be in place here i heard mr wise before judge underwood in the united states court make a statement something like the following in substance while in the course of his argument he turned towards the colored people and pointing his finger directly at them said there is the bone of our contention and i am glad it is gone for i knew that slavery and freedom could not exist together in the united states i tried to get the thing committed to arbitration and the north as well as the south is responsible for its existence for it was in the original compact and both sections were a party to it this utterance of the ex-governor of virginia has always haunted me was the north as well as the south responsible for slavery this question will doubtless be asked by the generations that are to follow us and they more removed from the scenes of conflict will unhesitatingly give the proper answer the mills of justice grind slow but they grind exceedingly fine i am glad to admit also that a great change has come over the whole country since the close of the war in regard to the opinions concerning the colored people this is seen in the method of travel north and south in some parts of the north the colored people were denied many of the privileges that they now enjoy i remember on one occasion i was returning to richmond from boston when arriving at new york i met the hon frederick douglass and we rode together to philadelphia where he was to lecture on our arrival at the depot we took a horse-car for another part of the city we had boarded the car mr douglass had taken a seat inside and i was on the platform when the conductor got to me he informed me that i must get off the car i asked him why he replied he had no argument to make but i must get off and take the jim crow car i told him that he would have to take the responsibility of putting me off the conductor for some reason had not spied douglas seated in the car mr douglas at this moment sung out and wanted to know what was the matter the aforesaid gentleman was surprised and exclaimed what are you doing out there douglas continued by saying let that man alone that is reverend peter randolph from boston massachusetts and who are you said the conductor half mad and thinking that he was contributing something for the amusement of the passengers the quick reply was that is frederick douglas by this time some of the gentlemen in the car who had heard the name of massachusetts and frederick douglas interfered and told the conductor to let those men alone that they had no objection to riding with them the name of massachusetts seemed to have had a salutary effect in that car in putting things to right long may she live and hold her place in the front rank of the nation and exert an influence from ocean to ocean for the oppressed i believe in that statement which says the wheels of progress never go backward but forward 
i have strong faith in the rule of conscience and i believe that many of the hindrances that now impede the progress of my people will be removed and that there will be better facilities and greater opportunities for them i regret exceedingly that there are some who term themselves ministers of the gospel who are constantly holding up to public ridicule the immoral and degraded condition of some colored people and trying to prove that the colored people as a race are unfit for citizenship at this writing a prominent minister of new york city writing on the condition of the colored people calls them bastards and says they are immoral and superstitious it may be that some are without legitimate fathers and some are immoral and superstitious but the same may be said of some white people in almost every thickly settled community but what would any minister or any one else dare to say all were such if he did he would be called a lunatic before the white south parades the negro's immorality before the world let her ask herself and conscience what has the south done to improve the degraded condition of the colored people and is she free from all responsibility in this matter the preacher for the time should be uncompromising in the truth not making an apology for sin and wrong-doing not covering up hypocrisy but uncovering it and teaching men the awful consequences of sin theodore parker did not fail to criticize the ministers of the gospel for neglecting the weightier matters of the law what we need are more men of his character who are able to arouse public sentiment in behalf of the outraged and the oppressed i believe that this age will yet produce brave and noble men who like parker sumner and phillips will champion the cause of the weak and downtrodden and that they will continue to carry on the glorious work begun by their predecessors truth crushed to earth shall rise again End of chapter nine